What's up, everybody? You're on the Bulletproof Mafia, and I'm Michael Munsterman. Today's episode, Dumpster Fire. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. Recently, I've had a couple conversations that uh, have really just kind of pulled at my heartstrings, and I've been thinking about uh, a specific conversation that I feel like I need to have with people. And uh, I'm, I'm very fortunate that I started the Bulletproof Mafia a couple of years ago and that we've been doing the podcast and that we've we've built an audience and a following and, and people, you know, share different things based off of what I put out there, what they hear, what they see. And normally my podcast, if you've listened, listened to it very many times, you recognize that it's about business. It's about entrepreneurship. It's about scale. It's about growth. And so there's there's kind of this little, you know, some salespeople would get a lot from from my podcast if they would watch it. But there's a, it's, it's a sliver of people. It's a small grouping of people that I think would, would genuinely draw value from what we talk about, what I share and, and what the podcast is all about. But there's a conversation I think everybody needs to have. And, and that's what this is. When I'm talking about dumpster fires, what I'm talking about is our own interpersonal value. How much value we see in ourselves. What we see in, in ourselves when we look in the mirror. When nobody else is paying any attention to us. And we get in front of the mirror and we say, this is my life. This is what I'm about. This is what's important to me. This is, and all of those stories and conversations that are running in each and every one of our heads. Like the very most successful person in the entire world has insecurities. And they have up years and they have down years. They have wins and they have losses. There's this evolution of scale that happens to each and every one of us. And sometimes you just feel like you get kicked in the nuts again and again and again and again. Like you, you're like, man, I'm fighting and I'm struggling. I'm trying to get ahead. I'm trying to move into a conversation of success, whatever that conversation of success might be for you. And you don't feel like you can get there. You feel like you're running in mud. Some of you don't feel like you're running at all. You feel like you're walking. Some of you feel like you're completely sinking. And look, I, I would be bullshitting you if I told you that I didn't feel that exact same way lots of times. And just the other day, I had a conversation with some buddies and I said, look, there's, there's this thing that I want to share with you guys. And I almost, like just now, I, I wanted to go to this, this thing. I said, the guys, I'm not ready there yet. But, but I had somebody specifically who's standing out in my mind and, and they messaged me and they said, hey, look, last year was an absolute shit show. My life sucks. Here's, I went from here to here. I had this happen. I had that happen. I lost this. This fell apart. And I thought, man, you know, there aren't a lot of people who are honest about where their heart truly is. And this person was being vulnerable and they were being honest. and They were sharing with me, like, this is what is going on in my world. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. And, and as I listened, I, I thought, like, every single one of us go through that. Every single one of us experience seasons of harvest and seasons of give back, seasons of scale and seasons of slide. And this person was just sharing with me their slide. And you know, you want to, you want to take somebody like that and give them a big hug and say, Hey, look, it's gonna be okay. But it's kind of a condescending shit thing to do because Look, so there's this really great analogy I heard once, and um, it was the difference between between um, compassion and I'm going to butcher this right now. Um, 
yeah, I'm just not even going to go there because I, there, anyway, the, the, the analogy is right. You walk by a hole and you look down the hole and you're compassionate. You're like, oh man, you're in a hole. I see you down there. Um, I, I just want you to know I care about you and you're, someday you won't be in a hole, right? And then there's this other conversation where it's, you walk past it and you look down and you're like, holy shit, you're in a hole. You know what? I'm going to climb down there and sit with you for a while. Like, I'm going to sit next to you and be with you in this. And when you're ready, we'll stand up together and I'll help you out of the hole. And that's that conversation, that, that evolution, that, that difference between saying, look, I know your life sucks right now. It'll get better. Woo. Giving them a quick hug and heading down your merry way or saying, Hey, look, dude, I know where you are. I've been there. And so I can show you the way out, but when you're ready, I'll show you. And so for so many of you, like, I just want to say to you where you are right now, isn't where you're destined to be. Like where you are right now, where you're thinking about going, what you're thinking about accomplishing, what you think's holding you back, what you think's destroying you, what's kicking your ass right now, this very moment, this isn't forever. It's not a karmic cul-de-sac. You're not stuck. You can choose to stay inside of that story and just machine wash around it for as long as you want. And if pity's your hunt, you can get that. But truly, if you're like, man, no, I'm in this spot, but I don't want to be here anymore. Like I'm over being in this spot. I'm ready for a new evolution. Look, it's there. It's there for you to say, because every single, look, you're listening to this podcast, you're watching this podcast, you're still here, or you're like, "Ah, I want to see what he has to say. There's something different about you. Not everybody has the capacity to be great. It's just not true. Like the bullshit coaches, they're going to say to you, oh man, every, everybody can be like, here's it's, it's, it's why I despise multi-level marketing. And look, I got a lot of friends that are, that are crushing some stuff. They're doing some cool stuff in MLMs. And I, I, I'm with you. High five. Good for you. It wasn't for me. And it wasn't for me for one reason. And that's because the basis most, more often than not, you're going to sign somebody up in an MLM and you're going to say, oh, hey, look, you can be successful. You can crush it. And the fact is they don't have the capacity to do it. But the kind of people that are attracted to a podcast like this, the kind of people that are attracted and want to listen to this kind of a conversation, you're the doers. You're the heads up people who are looking ahead saying, hey, I have an opportunity to crush this life. Now, you might get your ass kicked and get beat down every once in a while, but you're not stuck there. And so my, you know, I don't want to rabbit hole down this very long because I do want to say like there are some, there are some, there's a small select few. There's a group of people in MLM who have really pure hearts and great intention and they can build awesome companies. And it's, I'm, I'm so happy for them when they do that. But I, you know, real quick, I'll share like micro quick story and then I'll get back to what I'm talking about. But I was sitting two rows from the stage because I was invited down to sit down in this space because I was crushing MLM. And uh, like, I'm not gonna, a lot of you guys who are my friends have, like, I might've even bumped you on this conversation. I might've said, hey, what about this thing? I want you to look at it. Like, I think we can do it. And, and I, I was sitting down there and I, I was proud, right? Like, yeah, look where I am. I'm sitting down here. I'm crushing this thing. Like, I'm, I'm growing, I'm scaling. And I turned around and I looked at the audience behind me, 40,000 people sitting behind me. And I thought about the nosebleed section where some of the people who were on my team were sitting. And I had been around them. I had talked to them. I had saw their drive. I'd saw their hustle. I'd saw their charisma. I've, I'd visited with them. I saw whether they could sell, whether they could not sell. If, they, if I thought that they had it, like in my heart, did I truly think that this person was willing to run across glass to succeed? And they weren't. Like they just didn't. But the kind of person that's normally attracted to something like this, you, this person that I'm supposed to be sharing this message with, you, this person that, that feels like last year was the worst year of your life, or maybe last month, or maybe last few months, or maybe f- the last five years could have been shit for you. 
No matter where you are inside of that journey, no matter what it is that you think that the world is doing to you, you're the person that needs to hear what I have to say today. Those people, if I could have implanted in them, hey, look, this might not be your, your perfect value proposition. This might not be where your passion and, and your, like, look, um, the target of wealth is created by a hairline cross. Just like you, like if you looked in the scope, you'd see an X inside the scope and wherever the scope intersects is bang, right? So that is what are you good at and what are you interested in? And if that marker can point at a customer and you can use those two things to add value to somebody's life, you can scale that financially. But this isn't, this isn't a financial conversation I'm having with you today. This could be a relational conversation, right? Like who's the person that you're in a relationship with? What's important to your relationship? And what are you targeted on? Is it your kids? Is it your family? Is it your faith? Like what together are you two focused on? Are you focused on bars and booze and parties and bullshit? Are you focused on one another? Like, but where you turn that target, where you turn that focus, where you put those crosshairs, you win. You can't say to me, well, I'm, I'm super interested in, in, in eating healthy and being healthy and, and taking care of my body and doing all of this when your crosshairs focus at Jimmy, like not at Jimmy John's, but like whatever, like the ice cream shop, pick your poison, McDonald's, whatever. And so no matter what the conversation, no matter where you are, like there's this crosshair that you point at and you say, okay, this is, this is my target. This is the thing that I want to hunt. This is the, th the thing that I want to go after. This is where my passion lies. And so now I'll circle back to what I was saying earlier. When I was talking to my friends, I'm like, look, I look at my life and I think, what's the difference between my life and the life of everybody else? Anybody else? Anybody who would look to me and think, man, he has what I want. Or, or his life is like, you might, think, you might think that I have what you want. Likely, you don't want what I have. <laughs> but that's an entire another podcast. But if, if, if you're looking at me thinking, man, what is it about me? Like, what is it about my life? What is it for me that is different between me and anybody else? Somebody who would look at me and say, I want what that person has. It's simple. Like, I hunt it. I want it so bad. In the depths of my soul, when I wake up in the morning, all I can think about, all I can focus on is winning. And it's not winning in one, it's not just business. It's winning at every specific area. You might not be in the home you want to be in. You might not be like, you might physically not look the way you want to look. You might not feel the way you want to feel. Your relationships might not be where you want them to be, but you're good enough. Like your life could be an absolute shit show dumpster fire right now. And so I'm going to go to a practical part of this conversation. Like I'm going to try to give you some steps, something that you can do that's actually tangible, that has traction that you can apply and grow and scale out of this, this, this place where you feel stuck. But for right now, I just want you to know, like, look, like that's, that's the catalyst. The catalyst is how bad do you truly want it? How bad do you want the win? How bad do you want to like, like, look, we all eat shit the difference is, do we choose to spoon it in or does the world shove it at us? Like, it's, it's true. Like there is not a magic hat. There's not some secret sauce. There's not, you, you think, well, I have, I have bills. I have problems. Look, we all have bills. We all have problems. There's other shit for everybody. You're not sitting here on an Island. Your mind will convince you that you're all alone and you're the only one there. The problems are just scaled differently. One person has a $1,000 nightmare and one person has a $100,000 nightmare. Like, 
most of you don't experience like frequent lawsuits, but as an entrepreneur, lawsuits are something that's a part of your world, unfortunately. And so lawsuits happen and they're 50, 60, $75,000 hits, not five, 10, $15,000 hits. Sometimes they're more like in my, in my tenure in business, the largest lawsuit that I've, like, I woke up to a phone call and said, Hey man, um, did you get your email? I said, no, I didn't check my email. And he said, well, we're being sued. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, we're being sued for $3.2 million. I'm like, fuck. $3.2 million? Like, I don't know how, what a big problem feels like to you, but that feels like uh, I'm going to eat everything that you own kind of problem in my world. And this was early. This was early. So this was a huge, this was an undeveloped muscle. This was the first time I'd ever been sued. It was the first time that anybody had ever come at me. It was absolute bullshit. And we were completely in the right. And um, it didn't cost $3.2 million, but it cost a lot of money it ended up being about a half a million dollar problem. But it was still a big ass problem. You know, we had the IRS come in and audit us one time and, and they came in with a $675,000 audit. And so somebody might see my life and think, oh, I want what he has. But when I reference to you, look, I, like the only reason that I would pursue that as a life choice, the only reason that I would chase after that is because the mission is more important than the bullets that are flying at me. And so now when we talk to you about, when I talk to you about a practical solution to your problem, there are some things, and I, and I just want to mention this because um, I see a lovely, lovely woman that just jumped on here. Her name is Phyllis. Like, Phyllis, I love you so much, and I, I've been watching your journey and, and watching what you're going through, and I just want to say, like, look, there are some things that, that you've got to give to God, and, and you can't, you can't, you can't, um, you can't just hit it, right? You can't just be like, um, there, there are some things that, you, you need, you need to be like, you need to force yourself to fight through it. You need to be happy. You need to focus. Like you need to put your heart in it. Like you need to do all the things that you can do so that your body has a chance to fight whatever it is that's happening. But you also got to give some stuff to God. Like th there's some things that you just can't like, that's this podcast, everything I'm saying, like there's a caveat to that. There's a caveat to, and that's my asterisk right now is there are some things that this doesn't pertain to, but for the stuff that you have control over, for, this, for, for the voice inside of your head that, that it's like, man, just fucking quit. When you're like, man, I don't want to get out of bed. When you think, boy, I just don't want to drive through this. I don't want to fo function. I don't want to focus. Like, like, look, the very first step to you altering your situation is to evaluate it through a different kind of goggles. And, and what I mean by that is you have to practically remove 100% of the emotion to your situation. So you lost a bunch of money last year. Maybe you lost your job. Maybe you lost your house. Maybe you lost a spouse. Whatever it is, like you have to look at it very black and white. Here's where my life is today. Not like take all the emotion out. I'm removing the emotion. I'm stepping outside of the bullshit stories that are running in my head. You have to be able to very practically look at where you are today. And now we start counting blessings. Like the, the very first thing is your eyes are open and you have somewhere to look today, right? That's step one. Step two is you have to develop a plan of where you want to go. And so what happens to a lot of people, and this person that was talking to me, they said to me, look, dumpster fire, that was their words. Like last year was a dumpster fire. Here's what happened in my life, blah, blah, blah and, went, and went through the list. 
but the very first thing, like what so many people try to do is they're overwhelmed by the shit that's swirling in their life. They're overwhelmed by the, all of the different angles that they're being attacked. They're overwhelmed by what they're percept, what they think others perceive them as. The truth is most of the people who click on here and watch this don't give a shit about me. They don't give a shit about what I drive, where I live, what kind of lifestyle I have. Like you don't care. And I don't care what kind of car you drive. I don't care what you do for a living. Like my heart's for you to be happy and successful, whatever that bar is for you. But I don't care what you wear. I don't remember what kind of shoes you had on. I don't remember if they're new, if they're Yeezys. Like, I just don't, like, that's just not the way. And, and what's funny is everybody, like, you think about how often you look in the mirror and think, man, I look good. And you perceive, like, you have that little click in your head that says, oh, I'm going to see so-and-so. I'm going to talk to so-and-so or so-and-so is going to, like, <clears throat> and you think that they're going to even notice. Most of the time they don't. For you women, look at your husbands. How about if you like really invested in looking amazing and then your husband doesn't even notice, right? This is real. And it's not because he's an asshat. It's because like, that's not the way our minds work. Internally, that voice drives against us and says, no, everybody's judging the shit out of you. So when you're in this dumpster fire, when you're in the shit show, the, the, the two things you have to do is remove all the emotion. That's step one, right? Remove all the emotion. Step two is recognize that nobody gives a shit. Now, I'm not saying that nobody, like people don't love you. I'm just saying that they're not, most people, the people who are worth caring about their opinion don't care about your situation from a add or subtract value from what they think of you. Like they think about you based on the fruit of your life. Like I judge people based on the way that they operate in this world, not based on what they have in it. That's all I care about. How do you do life? How do you do the people that count on you? How do you do your friends? How do you do your family? Like that's the thing that, that like exclamation marks, I'm into you or red check mark. Mm, I'm going to put you in a really far outer ring and I'll say hi when I see you. Then, so we remove all the emotion. We look at where we are factually. We recognize that most people don't give a shit about us, right? And now most people who have a fire in their life have multiple fires in their life. And, and so here's the thing about fire. It spreads and it requires fuel. And normally we fuel our own personal fires. Like I've got a dude, I love the guy. He's never going to watch this. He's never going to be into it. It's not going to be his deal. Like I know he's not going to invest the time to hear this. So I'm going to tell the story. I'm not going to mention his name, but if he hears this, he would know that I was talking about him. The other day he's, he's like, man, I, I pay my bills. I'm always a month behind on my bills and, and, on and on and on he goes and he's complaining while he's he, he's an employee of mine and like I think you know he's this this isn't the normal posturing for hey hey boss I need a raise this is just a guy bitching about poor me and so I said to him I said how far behind are you in everything and he said well I'm about I'm about uh, two thousand bucks behind and I said how much money would it take how much money would would you have to earn or would have to somebody or would somebody have to give you to never be there again. And, and to his credit, I thought he would throw out a number. Like I thought he would say 50,000, 75,000. Hell, I thought maybe he'd say, if somebody gave me 2,000, I would never be there again. But he said, there's no amount of money that would buy me out of my situation because my situation is the same situation it's been since as long as I can remember. And the reality is for that guy, that was the absolute God's honest truth. 
I could have given him the $2,000, never missed it, got him caught up. And six months from now, he would be there because I watched the fruit of his life. I watched the decisions he makes. He's a good guy, but he'll spend money on things that just absolutely don't make any sense whatsoever. And so he'll always be in that spot. And, and because financially he's strapped, relationally, he's sometimes strapped. When it comes to his kids, sometimes there's an evolution and effect. When it comes to his performance at work, I see an evolution and effect. When I look at him physically, there's an evolution and an effect. And that's, and that's, so that's the, the next step in this, right? We remove the remote emotion. We recognize people don't give a shit about our situation. They're not judging us. They, they're not even thinking about you. It's hard fact, but it's true. And then the next thing that we need to do inside of, of all of this is pick our biggest fire. Pick the fire that's wrecking your world and focus on that. And you remember earlier I said, I said, look, the difference between me and everybody else is I want it more. Like I pursue it with every, with all of the fiber of my DNA. That's, that's the next practical step, right? If, if money is the thing that's deteriorating your world, then it has to be your focus. You have to pull your family in and say, Hey, look, our life's shit right now. Here's why A, B, C, D, but A is the catalyst for B, C, and D. There's this old uh, saying that it's not a, it's not a problem if money can fix it. Well, that's kind of bullshit in some situations, but there are some situations where that's true. A lot of relationships are strained because of money. And the problem is, is that a husband and wife team thinks that one of them's to blame for their financial shit. And a few times that's true, but more often than not, we're back in that karmic cul-de-sac with one another. Like they're in the same washer, swishing around one another, making terrible decisions and compounding them, giving the other person permission to do the same thing again and again. And maybe it's not a money decision. Maybe it's a different kind of decision. But allowing the behavior inside of your household is the same as condoning it, which means you're as much to blame as the person who you're pointing your finger at. So go get in front of a mirror and go, you're the problem. And this is true. And this isn't just true about money, right? I can't stress that enough. If you're like, man, my life is shit. I feel terrible. I feel overweight. I feel out of shape. My mind feels foggy. Like, I just don't have the energy. And I hear bullshit like this. Like, look, I'm 41 years old. And I see dudes that I graduated high school with that look like grandpas. And I'm sure they feel like grandpas or worse. But you know the difference? What do you put in your body? What do you do? Like, how often do you exercise? Like, where, in that crosshair, what's, is your crosshair on your physicality? Because the truth is, that if you weaponize yourself, if you get yourself to a point where you feel good, where you look good, you begin to operate good. The cloud inside of your mind begins to lift and you begin to see more clearly. Anybody who would happen upon this, whether they're listening to the podcast, whether they're watching the Facebook Live, if you knew me as a kid, I was an absolute shit show of a child. It took me understanding that opening my eyes and looking around, my grandpa used to say this to me, and then you hit me with the savvy, right? So that's, yeah, shout out to grandpa and how I end every podcast. But, but he would say, lad, you need to walk. So uh, yeah, there we go. Facebook said it was struggling to connect there for a second. I don't want you to miss this. Facebook said, or excuse me, grandpa said, lad, you need to walk with your eyes open. Savvy. And whenever I heard that, I thought, what the hell? Like, obviously my eyes are open, grandpa. I'm sitting here looking at you. Um, 
But what I didn't realize is it was so true and such a deep statement and foundationally something that's all through the course of everything that I've ever done in my entire life. Because when we talk about operating with your eyes open, it's, hey, taking a realistic look at where you are, removing the bullshit, recognizing what you're attempting to do, focusing on that thing and executing on it. So let's recap because I want to get to the end of this. Like this is the, the kind of the final practical that I'm going to give you here. So you're in a hole, right? You're in that dumpster. It's burning. Shit's just burning around in your world. The first thing to do is to remove the emotion and just look factually where you are. Here is exactly where I am. No bullshit. And remove 100% of other people's opinions away from it. This is just me and myself being honest. I'm fat. I mean, fat's not my, maybe a great word, but you get like replace it with something that's PC. I don't give a shit. Okay, so I'm fat. I'm unhappy. I'm foggy. My job sucks. My wife hates me. My kids think I'm an asshole. Like fill in the blank. Whatever it is, reverse the gender however you want. You can be a pickle, I don't care. <laughs> okay, but then, like you have to pick the catalyst. There's an area, there's the thing, there's the biggest problem, and you can't, you, like, you just have to focus on that. And the reason, it's like a domino, right? When you, when you click that first domino, you can chase the rest of them. You'll get that area in check, and it will give you more power everywhere else. If I looked at somebody's life and it was absolute shit, the very last thing that I would say to them is focus on making money. It's the very last, like it should be the very last thing you pursue. And what's so fucked up is most people chase money first. And there are several other cat categories of your life, but like literally the very first thing that I would do is I would chase my faith. I would, I, I would want to do a check, like a hip check, me and, me and God. Like, I want to know, where am I with you, Lord? I would, that, that's just, I'm being real. That's what I would do. That would be my first fire. Like, I want to make sure that that's not burning to the ground. Then the second thing that I would do, if, if I'm married, I'm going to go to my spouse and I'm going to get buy-in. Like, look, I'm good here, but with us, I need buy-in. Like, if, you're, if she's the fire, if he's the fire, then that's your crosshair. And, and, and they're probably not going to want to buy in because you probably have five or 10 years of being an asshat. So you're just going to have to trudge ahead through that alone, but it needs to be your sole focus. Make enough money to pay the bills and invest the rest of your time. Like delete Netflix, delete YouTube off your phone and focus on that fire. That's a huge fire. And what's interesting is if somebody came to me and they said, hey, my marriage is in absolute disarray. It's absolute horseshit. Like I feel terrible relationally. Like I'm just not there. Probably I'm going to do one of two things. Like th this is what I'm going to ask you. How often do you work out and how much time do you invest in your spouse? And because here's the thing, truly our bodies are the catalyst and you can't have a shitty body and have a great mind. Like, there are some exceptions. Don't get caught up in it, but you can't feed yourself process sugars and drink a bunch of booze and eat shitty food and eat out 17 times a week and expect to crush the rest of your life. If you do, if you do, it takes so much of your bandwidth that you become a one-dimensional douchebag. You focus on one area. So you could say, I would, like I, I'm in this kind of shape, but I crush it at work. Okay, cool. How's your, how's your marriage? Is it on fire? Like, is your wife trying to peel your clothes off of you? Mm, I doubt it. 
how's your faith? Are you investing a lot of time in others? Are you giving back? Are you, are you touching the rule? Like, and, and fill faith in with whatever you want. Right. But for me, I, everybody knows where I'm at on that, but money would be the very last thing that I would say to you, chase money. And even though the Bulletproof Mafia and, and my podcast and the book and, and all the other bullshit, like I circle that around wanting to speak to entrepreneurs. And so there's a lot of conversations about money. There's a lot of conversations about business, about growth, about skill. You can't do any of that shit if the rest of your world is on fire. And the kind of people that are attracted to a conversation like this are the kind of people that truly can go out and make impact. You're the kind of people that genuinely need to hear this message. And if you've stuck around to this point in this, you're like mentally, emotionally, your heart, like it's drawn you into this for a reason. And you're totally capable. You are enough. You just need to use your talents and your passions and your focus to alter your reality. It's time to step out of that that season of give back and into a season of harvest. But it requires an insane focus. It requires your heart to align with your goals, which means you have to have goals. And when we're talking about picking that area and picking that thing, that, that fire that you're going to focus all your energy on, the very first thing you need to do is on paper commit to what that area of your life needs to look like one year from now. If it is business, as an example, if it's like, look, I work for somebody. I hate my job. I go every day. This is what I hate about it. Then sit down and write what the perfect job would be like for you. You could do that with the relationship with your spouse. This is like, think through what a current day is and think about where you could be better, where they could be better, but don't try to change them, change you. Change what you would do to inspire change in them. Maybe it's I'm single, I'm lonely. Like I, I have this gap. You need to, like one page, this is the perfect man. This is the perfect woman. This is exactly what I want. Because you, like until you get super clear in your head, I have this thing that I, that I tell anybody that I've ever coached, anybody that I've ever spent time with talking about business. I tell them to do this, but I tell them to do it, to do it three years out. And it's a vision statement. And inside of that, I talk to them about how specific you have to be in, in envisioning what it is that you want to create. And the reason that you have to do that is because I believe that if you can't see it in your mind's eye, it's not for you yet. I wasn't ready for certain levels of success until I evolved as a human and, and, and as an entrepreneur and as a man and as a person. Like there were certain things that I just, I couldn't have, if you would, if you would have plucked me out of my role as a conductor on the railroad and dropped me into the helm of a company, I would have lost my shit. Like it wasn't for me. I, and, and if you would have asked me to write what my perfect day was like as an entrepreneur, and, uh, I would have had a version, but at least if I could picture that version in my head, I could pursue that. And what's great about taking that vision and that action and heading towards it is that you'll find that that's not your true destination. But you'll also find that it motivates you to move forward. And your destination will evolve when you're on this journey as you're moving through it. Your destination will alter. It'll change. People will come into your life. And it's crazy when you get clear on what you want, the universe serves you the people you need.
this has been a long one, man. I, uh, I normally go 15 or 20 minutes. So I'm gonna wrap it up. But, but this is what I would say. Truly, if, if you look at your life and you think, man, my life right now is a dumpster fire. It's a shit show. It's your, your, you are everything that you need to be to get yourself out of it. You're everything that you need to be to succeed. Whatever success is for you, whatever that looks like, whatever that feels like, it's all you. You can do absolutely anything. All you have to do is get clear on what it is that you want to do and commit to it and go after it. Savvy. I be living lavish, that's why these haters be hating me Stronger than I ever been, never break, never been God first, family second, money is like next to kin So if you come in for me, pull the trigger, guard and shoot Kevlar mindset, lifestyle bulletproof Bulletproof, built tougher than your average Ultimate hustler, I'm the total package Bulletproof, I know you see me in your scope I'm the captain of the ship, you just a sailor with a boat Bulletproof, built tougher than your average Ultimate hustler, I'm the total package Bulletproof, I know you see me in your scope I'm the captain of the ship, you just a sailor with a boat Bulletproof